0: If I have this turned up too high, I think I'm talking pretty loud, and I'm just barely speaking. That doesn't work too well, so I crank it down. You know, notice many of our first settlers in America were Sabbath keepers, a lot of them. That's why they came here. <clears throat> that way they knew they could worship God as they felt was right. Over time, this country has turned further and further away from that. It's a slow process, don't you know? But it takes its toll. Going away from God happened a long time ago. Remember a prophet named Balaam? He was approached by Balak, son of the Amorite king Zippor, to have him curse the Israelites. I'm sure you all remember the first time that Balaam went to do that, riding on his talking donkey. That almost cost him his life. Now, Balaam told Balak that he could only say what God told him to say. He was a true prophet. He only spoke what God gave him to say. He had problems, but that wasn't one of them. Four times, Balak. Hired Balaam to curse the Israelites. And four times Balaam blessed the Israelites and cursed the Amorites and their allies. Balak was so mad the last time he didn't even pay Balaam. He just left in one direction and Balaam went left in the other direction. <clears throat> but then Balaam went to Balak and told him how to get. Punishment. How, how to more or less defeat the Israelites. He warned them that it would be temporary, but it would be a definite hardship on them. The way to do that was have the good-looking young Amorite women come and seduce the young Israelite men and seduce them away from God from worshiping God and obeying God's laws to worshiping their idols and eating their food, which were not allowed. It took a while, but it happened, didn't it? And the Israelites were sorely punished. I believe that could be happening again. Which, I see, because things certainly aren't looking all rosy and happy in these modern times, more like, we may be entering into severe time if we don't change our ways. That's why I think we have the uh, folks in office now that are in there is God trying to get our attention. He tells us over and over in the scriptures that if you go away from Him, He'll increase. Which do you think people are more focused on these days? People as a whole, not us, but in this entire nation, if not world. Are they focused on worshiping God and obeying His Word or on doing what they want to do? In the beginning, Genesis 1-1, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. This first chapter of Genesis was, very briefly covers the first six days of creation, which I understand is actually the reconstruction of everything. And that was following the battle between God and His angels. along with the introduction of man into this mix. When we move to chapter 2, here's what we learn in its first three verses. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified. Because in it, he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Now, let's jump to the New Testament. John, chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. The word, of course, refers to Jesus, the only begotten Son of God. We know this, and there are many others in the world that kind of think they know it. But here's the thing, I don't think they really do know it, nor do they really believe it, because if they did, they would realize that what Jesus decreed on that seventh day was what he really meant to decree. They would realize that the fourth commandment really means what it says. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. This is Exodus 28, 20 verses 8 through 11. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But on the seventh day, the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. You nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gate. You know, I I noticed when he says, he he just says you. And I thought about, well, what about his wife? And then I immediately knew the answer. They're one. A man and his wife are one. So he didn't even say, both of you, because they're not. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> for in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the sab- Sabbath day and hallowed it. I would like you to think about that for a minute. God established his Sabbath in order that on every seventh day, mankind would have to pull back from everything we're tasked with doing, from all the horrors and dangers of the world, and truly focus on what God envisions for us, a wonderful world filled with his blessings. Consider for a moment what a precious and wonderful gift that weekly Sabbath is. What if the Lord had not established a weekly Sabbath? Then there most likely would not be a weekly day of rest. Everybody would work every day, pretty much as the Israelites did while they were slaves in Egypt. They didn't have a day of rest. Realize this, even though God did bless the Sabbath and sanctify it, there are many who do work every day of the week, whether on their main jobs or side jobs, their belongings, their it is they have decided that they want to work on, or they're chasing whatever they think is more important. No wonder there's too many sick people. Glenda's uncle at one time, uh, he had his own body shop, and he almost died. Went to the doctor, and the doctor asked him what he did, and he told him he had a body shop. He said, no, 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 no. what do you do? He said, I got a body shop. How often do you work this? every day, well, how, how much, you know, pretty much from morning to night, he said, you need to do something else or you're going to die, your body has had enough, it can't do this, anyway, so that's why there's so many sick people, they're, they're not resting, they're wrung out, plus everybody's um, bombarded all the time with news about how everything's going sour, crime's rampant and getting worse, but that's okay, you just sit back and listen to our programs, watch our T V programs, you know, which are cop shows and talk about all the same things or shows that you really don't want to watch because it's filth. So they try to cram all this onto us and at the same time they they get upset about those gripey Christians who keep trying to force people to remain the gender they were born to be, or turn to God who created them. More important than just having the basic day of rest, virtually nobody would be thinking about God, would they? That's why God established this weekly Sabbath. Praise God Almighty, being the wonderful, loving God He is, He established that weekly Sabbath that required all mankind taking all of our works and worries and to think about Him and to give Him praise and worship. I don't speak to you today as someone who's got that all covered, okay? Uh, But we're getting closer all the time, Glenda and I. Why do I believe that? Because Glenda and I, and no doubt many others, have been working on making that our priority. So just for a bit, Let's go a little deeper into God's work, weekly Sabbath and let's look at Deuteronomy 512 through 15. Keep the Sabbath day to sanctify it as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall do you shall labor and do all your work. but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord, your God. In it you shall not do any work. you nor your son, nor your daughter nor your maidservant, nor your manservant, nor your ox, nor your ass, nor any of your cattle, nor your stranger that's within the gate, that your manservant and your maidservant may rest as well as you. And remember that thou were you were a servant in the land of Egypt, and that the Lord your God brought you out from there through a mighty hand and by a stretched out arm. Therefore the Lord your God commanded you Sabbath day. Notice the word commanded. Not hinted, not suggested, not wished, but commanded. He means it so thoroughly that the person was killed because he was picking up sticks on that day. <coughs> Numbers 15, 32-36 Now while the children of Israel were on, in the wilderness, they found a the man gathering sticks on the Sabbath those who found him gathering sticks brought him to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation. They put him under guard because it had not been explained what should be done to him. Then the Lord said to Moses, The man must surely be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp. So, as the Lord commanded Moses, all the congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him with stones. This is not something to be treated lightly, is it? yet many do. One of the main reasons that Glenda and I left the Sunday church that we attended and joined here was because we finally realized that God really meant it when He said He intends for the seventh day, Sabbath, to be honored and observed as a holy day. But even then, we didn't observe it as much as we have come to realize the church We did realize that we needed to give up clean food, mainly because God wants his chosen people to eat foods that are good for them and not eat garbage and waste, nor the animals that eat garbage and waste. Rather, he wants his people to eat the best food for their health. He kind of likes his people. loves them actually. So we gave up those things. We now have come to where we absolutely understand what those who observed clean foods used to tell us when they would talk about how they couldn't even stand to smell that stuff, let alone eat it, or the idea of eating something slimy like a squid, or, you know, just, ooh, you couldn't, or a pig, or, yeah, now we understand it. Another thing we've come to grips with, for quite a while after services, we would go out to a restaurant with friends. Happy with the idea that we were doing well because we weren't eating garbage eating apples. But see, here's the thing. I've come to realize that we were missing the major reasons for God wanting us to honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. This new knowledge has really been weighing heavily on my mind since I've become aware of how I've been prodding all over God's Sabbath. And one of the things about learning something that can have serious consequences is that you want to share that with others, especially those you care about. So something bad doesn't happen to them either, so that's why I'm sharing this with you guys. Here's what I want to share. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. We were a lot closer than we had been, but not close enough. We didn't really keep it holy because we weren't really focusing on God's Word and what He wants. Thankfully, we've been studying a book called The Sabbath Test, and we've learned a lot. It concerns God's weekly Sabbath and mainly focuses on eating at restaurants because we've come to realize that's where we're really falling short. Also, some who have been keeping Sabbath better than than I have shared counsel and guidance with us as to how better to focus on God during during Sabbath just coming to service, mingle somewhere, eat, mingle home, watch TV. Now, we still watch TV, but it's connected up to the Internet, and we're watching Ron Dart or uh, David Antion's different sermon, and we're focusing on God. And time goes quick. We do that on Friday evening, you know, as soon as it's sundown, and all of a sudden it's Anyway, God wants us to really focus on this Sabbath and on Him. Turns out that in this day and age, there's a lot of those good resources. Thankfully, I've also realized we can still enjoy fellowship with others without having to go out to eat at a restaurant. Here, we can gather up some You can still get together with folks and enjoy God's Sabbath and talk about God. We were kind of slow getting here, and many of you probably already know this, but I'm thinking there are those that haven't necessarily got it down path. I'm wanting to speak out to those who are still working on figuring it out. If I can help. Let me say right off, I don't consider me to be on a par with Ezekiel, okay? But again, part of the training that I've had in life, firefighter and different things like that. If I see danger, I share it with others so they don't get hurt as well. So, Ezekiel three seventeen through 21 Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. This is God speaking. When I say to the uh, to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, that same wicked man will die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at your hand. Yet if you warn the wicked, and he does not turn from his wickedness nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. Again, when a righteous man turns from his righteousness, and commits iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die. Because you did not give him warning, he shall die in his sin, and his righteousness, which he has done, shall not be remembered, but his blood I will require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the righteous man that the righteous should not sin, and he does not sin, he shall surely live, because he took warning. Also, you will have delivered your soul. So with that in mind, here's the biggie that we were completely missing. Not only does God want us not to do any work on the Sabbath, he doesn't want us to cause anybody else to work on the Sabbath. (coughs) My thoughts had gone from mowing the lawn, working on my house, you know, faces, right? I wasn't doing those. But there was more. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. That tells me that God personally did not want, did not do anything on that day, and that he takes it personally when we don't honor it. Here are some other verses that shed some light on this. Ezekiel 23, 38. Moreover, they have done this to me. They have defiled my sanctuary on the same day and profaned my Sabbath. Here's the thing. I believe that God is speaking about his Sabbaths when he is speaking about them. He's mostly speaking about the weekly seventh day Sabbath. I know there are other holy days and feasts that are referred to as Sabbath. So here's where you guys can all roll your eyes and say, Duh, we just deserve the day of and we're getting ready to observe the Feast of Tabernacles in the last great day. But the Lord's weekly Sabbath occurs 52 times every year. These other Sabbaths, they occur once a year. So if there was going to be something that's going to bother God that keeps getting stepped on and abused every stinking week, that might be a sore point. God wants it to be done properly, so if people are just sort of, kind of, doing it, that's still, that's going to hurt you. We view with disdain how Sunday worshipers ignore God's Sabbath every week, don't we? That's our chance to look down on somebody else, which we shouldn't do, try to explain it to us. thing is, I feel we've become partners with them. Here's my basis for this. Exodus 20.10. The seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who's within your gate. Sounds familiar. I already said it. So which gate is God talking? And who are the male and female servants and strangers that he speaks of? Our gates, I believe, are our sphere of responsibility. Our sphere of influence. In that day, in when Ezekiel, or when Moses was talking, and pretty much for a long time, all the Israelites, they didn't mix with other nations, did they? Other people. They pretty much hung to themselves. But they still got together on Sabbath at their homes, at the temple, local synagogues. So that didn't mean that they were supposed to only stay in their personal tent or house on Sabbath, did it? Here's what God said in Isaiah 58, 13 and 14, in the Amplified Version. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of God, honorable, and shall honor Him, not doing your own ways, or finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth, feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father, the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Sounds like a pretty good idea. So, neither the husband, the wife, children, animals, strangers under their influence were to work on the Sabbath. Period. No work. But the, the reward she promised is definitely worth that. Isn't it? So, in general, We don't have anybody come and perform work on our behalf on the Sabbath, do we? Not unless it's an emergency, such as stop sewer lines overflowing, burst water lines or gas lines, fire, medical. uh, Unless it's a a true ox in the ditch situation, we don't do it. Do you notice that doesn't, when he, when About that. He didn't mention restaurants. Because when we go to a restaurant, we've ignored what the day of preparation was for, first off. Like the guy picking up sticks. And we're causing other people to work at the restaurant. For us. Definitely against what he told. People have become much more lax obeying God's Word than in the past. There are ways to get food ready on Friday for us to eat on the Sabbath. Now, I realize in America, we don't really have preparation day like they do in Israel. Eventually, that'll happen. But But it's not a problem if we have the right mindset. It's usually possible for us to plan ahead and provide the Food for ourselves ahead of time if we'll make the effort to do that. <clears throat> From doing our own pleasure on this holy day, think of going to movies, fishing, amusement parks, etc., anything for our own enjoyment, which also covers the restaurant. God's word is still his word, and his Sabbath is still his Sabbath. Now Herbert Armstrong felt like since he traveled all over the world and met with highly important people, that there was no problem with him eating at restaurants on the Sabbath. That led to more people having more relaxed views about it. Now, I can't even begin to imagine what it was like to be in the rarefied atmosphere that Herbert Armstrong, Were pro, there were times he had to travel somewhere, you know, get on by plane or whatever, and the meeting might be on the Sabbath. I don't know. I wonder what uh, Israel's leaders do when they have a meeting. Do they say you know, I'm not on the Sabbath? God's word, however, has not. Re- It's the same, yesterday, today, and forever. That's what we need.